The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson Stockton. Hey, what's going on? My name is Tyson Stockton from Previsible.io, and we're going to be doing a couple episodes uh, here. First one, we're going to be talking about stakeholder management, managing expectations in SEO, and then really importantly, too, we're going to be talking about how to say no in SEO. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Joining me today is Gabriel Leonardi, who is the director and owner of Rock SEO, a consulting firm which offers premier businesses and individual customized SEO consulting to elevate their online presence and achieve organic growth. Tailored strategies and crafted to drive businesses' performance and results. Yesterday, Gabriel and I talked about stakeholder management and setting expectations. And today we're continuing the conversation and discussing how to say no in SEO. And with that, here's my conversation with Gabriel, director and owner at Rock SEO. Gabriel, thanks for being back on the podcast with me. Hi, Tyson. Thank you for having me once again. Excellent. So, I mean, yesterday I really enjoyed the conversation around, you know, setting those expectations, building the relationships, kind of in more of like the human side on how to get things done and how to be successful in SEO. And today I I feel like there's a lot of parallels to it, 
but we want to talk about kind of being able to say no within SEO. And so to maybe just frame up the conversation for the listeners, why would you stress the significance of this skill set in SEO? Yeah, I mean, this goes back to the, again, stakeholder management and, you know, project management also to an extent. So it's part of those soft skills, as we call them, right? So I think when you want to look at someone that, you know, is, let's say, good at their job, you know, it's not only doing the technical bits. At least that's how I look when I have to hire someone for my teams or someone even working with me. You know, I would also consider this as a quite important and quite key aspect because after all, after you have done, you know, whatever type of technical task you have to do, you have also to explain it to someone, you have to deliver it. Also, you have to address questions and, you know, you have to, you know, take next steps and ideally get more business out of a client or, you know, wrap up a business case or whatever situation. So there is that human aspect and as natural as many things are, you know, you might get some additional requests. So I think that's why it's important to say no. It's really important because being that SEO is such a broad kind of discipline and category of work, a lot of times, you know, and it doesn't to me necessarily matter if you're on the agency side or if you're within in-house is you're oftentimes thrown multiple projects and that prioritization and that ability to stay focused on the most important initiatives is really critical. And so if you're constantly kind of, you know, as the expression goes, chasing the shiny object, it's going to make it really difficult to make progress on those key core initiatives that are ultimately going to make the biggest impact to change. And so by being able to say no, it's not just a matter of, hey, we need to stay within scope of like the engagement. To me, it's more of, no, we need to say no because we need to make headway. We need to make progress on these initiatives that are going to result in the biggest like change or impact to the business as a whole. Yeah, that's an excellent point. So I can make a couple of segues there. And also on the remote work, because that's, I think, even more applicable on that. So being responsible of your own time and of or your calendar, if you want to say like that, it's super, super critical. As you said, there are a myriad of tasks that are coming up and, you know, with more responsibilities that one will take or very enthusiastic and you know ambitious people or colleagues that we have, they will always want to do and deliver more. But then there's always gonna be a hard limit. Surely we can use the chat GPT for doing certain tasks and doing more in less time. But at the end of the day, you know, we all have our, let's say upper limit of what we can deliver. So I think that is, Another key skill that one has to hone, you know, have a, you know, over time, this will be better and better. Because I remember when I was younger in my career, I would, was always kind of, let's say, not saying yes to everything, but kind of saying much more yeses than I do now. And at times then when you have to deliver that report by the end of the week, then you have a bunch of other things in your pipeline. Oh, crap, I have to do so many other things before I'm, I'm going to be ahead on that report. So you'll find out that you'll be behind or then you have to communicate again and say, hey, actually, I cannot really deliver that by that day. I promise you make it look bad with, you know, not only your internal team, but perhaps even with the client. So 
there are some several situations that can arise. Now, I'm not suggesting people to start saying no to everything on the other hand. So I think it's really a delicate balance. And uh, this grows with time. Personally, I'm quite good. I, I think on, you know, adjusting my calendar on tasks I need to do. And I know what I can deliver within a certain week. And if I do have already meetings behind or meetings to do, I know I will not do any work, any actual work. And that's why even in the remote situation where what I was mentioning earlier, it, this is even more key because it's so easy to accept meetings. Okay, click accept. Okay, yes, yes, yes. And then you'll find out you don't have the actual time for doing technical audit, a content plan, content strategy, marketing calendar, whatever it is, or a site audit, because you have accepted too many meetings. So that really goes to having what you can call, you know, some diligence in, you know, taking care of your, your time and respecting it. And it's very tempting to be always online. And I think we all go into that, in that little, you know, red zone where, oh, wow, I did too many hours, especially when working at home. Oh, I didn't say, oh, I have to eat now. <laughs> so it's, it's so easy, right? And okay, I'm also guilty of that, not saying that, I'm immune to those, but I try to be aware when I'm going a bit overboard and on the communicating with clients, it does show also, in my opinion, that you, you have, uh, you know, responsibility, you know, you are aware of what you can and what you cannot deliver. Uh, I remember a few years ago, there was a, I was working in a big agency in London and uh, at some point there was, a, you know, I was doing my thing. I was an analyst at that time. And uh, I mean, I was yeah busy on doing some report or technical audit. I can't remember exactly what deliverable. And at some point there's a new request because there was another client which was asking something. So the account director or account manager came to me and said, hey, Gabriel, can you deliver this for Thursday, which was the next day or two days after? And I said, no, I cannot deliver this because I'm working on this, this and that. Or simply, no, I'm busy with other things. Please ask them for a new deadline. And they didn't agree anything yet. So it was still in good shape, right? And then my, at the time, manager came to me and he was super happy. Oh, Gabriel, you did really good. You said no to Mario, which was the account director or whatever. And I said, what? And he was so happy. And, and then I found out that he was happy because... I showed to him that I know my schedule and I can push back on things where, you know, account managers, you know, client managers will try to push as much work as possible to you. And they will, you know, try to squeeze you just because, you know, they want to get more business for the company, etc. So I think it has to go really both ways. You need to be open with that, you know, be able to communicate and also accept that, you know, some people in your team will deliver more things than others. You know, some people are faster than others. And therefore, also, you cannot expect to have the same output from all your team members. Doesn't mean that one is a bad team members. Although, you know, you should have some sort of guidelines on, you know, how long one thing takes. But people learn in, in different ways. The, the learning curves are, are different. So, one person might say no to after, I don't know, 10 tasks and another one might say no after six. So I think it's up to the team leader, like a director of a head of in that particular team to, you know, to assess the situation, have a checking with all your team members, making sure that, you know, the deliverables are kind of on the same, you know, time frame for, you know, the output. So I do think this is in, in any way we look at it. The saying no is, is really important. I think I did even a training at some point called the power of saying no <laughs> for one of my older teams. And uh, it's also in a way, last thing, that 
for a client, you know, if you communicate and you ask for a service and the, the consultant or the agency will say, no, also shows that, hey, these guys must be really busy. They must be really good if you want to look at it in another angle, right? So, I mean, not always busy, but at times, you know, one, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure, sure. Mm, maybe that's a red flag. Why is so available, no? So... I think that's also a sort of, you can use it as a leverage. Look, I have these other four projects ahead, but in, in two weeks time, I'm free. We can discuss that at that time. And then you give the time slot. Look, I can talk to you in that time slot because earlier I can't. So personally, I prefer to say no to a new client, you know, when, you know, let's say things are good and I don't need that much business desperately. You know, I want to deliver really top quality work for the current clients rather than taking as much work as possible. And then you might not be able to deliver. So that's another consideration, I think, which you know, can be applicable for situations. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Absolutely. I think it's really important too for like the listeners is, you know, it's it's not just a matter of saying no to say no. It's more, as you mentioned, you know, being mindful of how long things take to complete. But then also it's, again, that just ability to stay focused and stay on track for the things that are going to have the biggest business impact. And when it comes to those requests coming in, what tips would you have for individuals on how to say no? And I think you kind of gave one just now where it's like, hey, this is what I'm on. Let's revisit this in X, Y, and Z timeframe. But like, do you have any other tips that you could make for people of how if it's something that maybe they struggle with, that they could kind of help hone this skill set? Yes, I do think this goes back to what they called reflection. I think it's something, you know, for some internal techniques or something like that. So like you said, yeah, that's one. So basically not just saying, no, no, I cannot do it. Finish. Ciao. But goodbye. <laughs> you just try to frame it in still in a positive. It's a negative the answer, but you try to frame it in a positive way. Look, I cannot do this now, but if you contact me in three days time, so that's one option. Other option would be 
you know, if you are in a, working with a team, you know, you can always refer to a colleague, you know, if perhaps someone else is available, look, right now I'm busy, my colleague can look at this. I would really love to do this for you right now, but I'm booked or, you know, I'm busy, etc. So my colleague will, will take care of this. And then I will do this for you, you know, in first line when uh, business allows or so next week, for example, something like that. So I think that that could be also an option or ultimate option could be, but this could be maybe a little negative, could be I will refer you to another consultant or another agency. So you don't necessarily want to refer someone outside unless you really cannot do it, but you want to still, you know, be nice or have some relationship with this person. So you can tell him, look, if you do need this right now, we don't have capacity at the moment. However, I am really, really, I have a good relationship with a person X from agency X. They will be able to help you right now. So in a way, you, you, you give them the option. So I think this you need to ask yourself also what you want to do, you know, if it's something which effectively you are able to do or not. Because at times, you know, people are specialized in things. One consultant will be great on content marketing, but maybe not so good at tech audits or vice versa. So I think it's also fair to, you know, admit where, look, I might not be the best person for this task. Therefore, I will refer you. I had one project not too long ago and they wanted essentially a developer for a WordPress platform. So they wanted something quite advanced. So, and I was telling them, look, I can't take care of a website and it's not a big deal, although it's, a while, it's been a while, but I'm not really a developer. So it will take me long time. I'll have to learn and see new things and stuff. And maybe I will not be even to the top level at the moment. So I think it's better you, you look for someone else at the moment. So in a way, yeah, I lost the contact there and I referred to someone external, but I think that was in the best interest of, of the person because I would have done perhaps a sloppy job there. So I don't really want to do like so-so work, right? So maybe that's just me, but I think that's also something, you know, to be, to be considered at times. Although competition is hard these days, so maybe don't want to send out customers, but you know what I mean. No, and that last one is such a great point because, you know, we have this area or these issues as far as, you know, being thrown too many tasks and as we've stated before, needing to stay focused on kind of like the bigger impact initiatives. But then there's also these requests that are maybe outside of the realm of SEO. And Oftentimes, you know, there could be requests, whether it's like development work, like you mentioned. Oh, design work, right? Yeah, design's a big one, CRO even, PPC, and there's all these fringe areas that oftentimes come across. And it is a good sign when you're being asked that because it shows trust, it shows confidence from who you're working with that maybe you can take on those too. But I also agree with you and think that it, if it is something that you're not well equipped for, the danger in taking that on and maybe leading your client astray by not giving the same quality or the same level of work, or maybe you're not as qualified to deliver on PPC as you are in SEO, that ultimately is going to come back around and it's going to hurt and kind of damage the relationship because you sold it as, hey, this is something that I can take on. This is something that I can do. And so if it really is something that you are not well equipped for, I think having that honesty, having that just directness and saying, you know what, this is not where I feel like I can offer the most value to 
And I think most people, you know, are appreciative of that. And especially if you can point them in a direction of someone that can, you know, you're going to have that much more trust and credibility that that individual or that company is going to feel more comfortable coming back around to you when they do have needs that are more within, you know, your core skill set. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, design was a was a really good one, right? So we do get those asked, but the the PPC as well. And I'm always surprised when I do see sometimes companies looking for you know internal person, and this they do for budget purposes most of the time, and they want that overall all rounder SEO and PPC person. So it's so difficult, right, to have a person that is really good at SEO and a really good at PPC together, right? But it's still, you see those roles. Yeah, and it does happen. I mean, and I, I started my career way back kind of in a hybrid type role where it's like I was doing PPC or SEM and SEO work. And it oftentimes, you know, leaned a little bit heavier on kind of the SEM or PPC side. But it is really difficult, especially, you know, if you're working in a larger organization or a company that has multiple domains it's really difficult to do both jobs really well. And sure, there are individuals that will have experience in both areas, but more of just the body of work. If you're trying to do too many things, you're probably not doing each of those as well as you should be. And it ultimately, too, that those things come back around and kind of damage you. And I think, especially for you know the in-house SEOs out there, it's really important to be able to do this because at the end of the day, you're going to be measured on the SEO numbers and the numbers of organic search. And it is sometimes important to be a team player, help out other teams, build those relationships. But if you lose focus on what your core kind of measurement or success KPIs of how you're being measured within the organization, ultimately, that's going to hurt yourself. And you need to constantly keep in mind, what am I being measured on? What is my ultimate objective? And make sure that's at the forefront, because if you're getting pulled in too many directions, yeah, you're going to make a lot of friends. But when push comes to shove and your numbers are being looked at, you're going to find yourself in a very challenging situation. And so I think it is worth reminding, especially for the younger SEOs out there, to keep this in mind and keep in mind how you're being measured, because at the end of the day, when times get tough, that's what people are going to kind of default back to. Yeah, good points. Completely agree. Now, any other kind of parting words that you'd like to give as far as recommendation for the SEOs out there listening to this? Well, I do think, yeah, some... It's a complex world out there in general, and our business has been evolving. I mean, the SEO in general, you know, has been evolving under different type of fronts. And I think it's so fun, at this, but at the same time, very, very challenging, you know. And like you said, being good at everything, pretty much, although the example was SEO and PPC only in this one, is tricky, it's possible, but it's so difficult. Also because all the new developments, the updates, I mean, I know I cannot follow everything going on in SEO. I couldn't think about following also PPC and stuff plus doing it. It's just crazy. So I do think that finding one area on a couple of areas for, again, the, new, the younger crowd where you particularly enjoy, whether it's tech content or other areas, more strategy side, try to 
focus on those essentially. That's my, my advice because you'll find one that you'll prefer. Doesn't mean that you'll not do content if you do technical, but you'll pre prefer one area. So that would be my advice there. Find something you really enjoy. Maybe you like development, so you'll go on the more development side of things, plus SEO, you know, those are rendering and those things, or Java and stuff. And at the same time, focus on the soft skills. I do think it's a good 50-50, my opinion, because again, if you're great at preparing the audits and doing the stuff, but you're terrible at, you know, relationship with a client and you, you're a small team, then it will be tricky. You know, you can always be the man behind the scenes. This was one of my older colleagues. So you don't do client management. You know, you're not on the front. You're just working in the background. If a time, you know, a team allows that, that's fine. But I do think for an overall figure, you know, I would say soft skills are important. So I suggest, you know, taking some courses or trying to, you know, learn from more experienced people. You know, there's so much training available out there, many resources and the, the one can watch, etc. So I do think the soft skills are really, really keen when it comes to the relationship building, which is what we were just discussing on the stakeholder management, setting expectations, and then on the more maybe internal, how to say no, which again can be both internal and external. So I do think it's a good balance that makes a, a good SEO in my opinion. Absolutely. And one really great thing that we have within you know our world of SEO is the community and the network out there. I mean, you and I, we kind of randomly connected on LinkedIn, you know, and then had the chance to jump and have these conversations on the podcast. But I think that is something that is quite unique about our industry is the community aspect and how people are willing to help out each other's, whether it's sharing tactics, sharing tips, you know, making introductions to people. But I think too, for, you know, the SEOs out there that are kind of building up, getting more into the industry, reach out to others, reach out to Gabriel. If, you know, you're looking for other SEOs, give him a shout. Also feel free to, to give me a shout. And with that, it wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thank you again for Gabriel Leonari, director and owner at Rock SEO for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with him, as mentioned, his LinkedIn profile is in the show notes. You can also visit his company's website and reach him. That is gabrielleonardi.com. Okay, thanks to Tyson Stockton, our guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Tyson, you can find a link to their LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. Tyson's handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or if your team is interested in SEO consulting or organizational education, you can always head to their company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs. 
because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Oh,